If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I want to make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3x increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset, shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Menches, and I can't wait to dive into today's show for two reasons. One, I've had a lot of coffee. No, I really haven't had that much, but one cup gets me going. And I have the amazing Robin Schneid here today with me. She is a powerhouse in the accounting world, doing great things in the Midwest. Her clients love her. And so first, I just want to say, hello, Robin. Welcome to the show. Hello, nice to be with you. Yay, I'm so excited. We get to talk about numbers today. We get to talk about selling and we're going to have so much fun. So we'll come back to you in a moment. But first, I get to tell everyone about our sponsor, Tenacious, who Robin, you know very well. Also, we travel in many similar circles together. And Tenacious was kind enough to sponsor this show today. And here's what they said in Tenacious Lingo, which I love. They said, all right, I've got a crazy stat for you. One that may make you cry a little bit. Out of all the stuff we read while learning, we take action on only 5% of it. Ugh. Oh, and that includes the online courses you pay for as well. Uh-oh. So that's why Tina Pettis, Angie Weber, and her team over at Tenacious have developed something a little more hands-on. They aren't calling it a course because they refuse to let you idly sit by and let the 95% float away. Instead, they have created what they are calling a brand guide, and it has this name for a reason. They are promising to guide you through every aspect of your marketing. And it's not a one-size-fits-all, two-week-long course. Nope, it literally never ends. Oh my goodness, I love this. Every month, they will be focusing on a different aspect of your marketing that you need to give some love to. They will show you how and will facilitate a community for you to ask questions and grow. While guiding you, they will hold you accountable along the way, making sure you flip the numbers and walk away with the 95% of what you receive instead of 5%. Because this is an ongoing community, they will only open the doors a few times a year. So be sure to grab your seat now by heading to www.brandguide.tenacious.com 
tenaciousedge.com forward slash. You could also go to tenaciousedge.com to connect with them and ask, get any of your questions answered or connect with someone there. And they say, happy branding. And I say thank you to Tenacious for being one of our amazing sponsors. They've sponsored our events. They also handle our social media. They recently helped us with our book launch as it became, as the Belief Zone became a bestseller. And so I'm so grateful to them and their support and their friendship. So thanks again, Tenacious. And with that, we're going to come back to, let me tell you about Robin. Robin Schneid, she's amazing. Okay. She is an accomplished Minnesota-based accountant with over 20 years of experience in the industry. Yes, 20 years. She's especially adept at helping individuals and small businesses with their accounting and tax needs. She is known, and this is so true, for being able to explain complex procedures in a way that is easy to understand and informative. Doesn't that make numbers sound like so much more fun? Well-educated with a Bachelor of Accountancy from the University of North Dakota, Robin has been an office manager, senior accountant, and tax preparer with two CPA firms, an accounting consultant at Fiscal Foundations, and a client services manager at School Management Services. She has also been a payroll clerk, a bookkeeper, and has worked in retail. All this work experience has contributed to her ability to open her own company, Numbers LLC. In her spare time, Robin enjoys quilting, reading, knitting, and camping. Wow, I didn't know you were a camper, Robin. That's so cool. So, but of course you are. You live in Minnesota. Well, I'm excited to have you here today. I know you've grown, also grown a successful business with many, many happy clients. So you're someone who, Robin, who knows numbers well. You spend time in numbers every day. But going back, like let's go back to when you first launched your firm. What limiting beliefs, if any, did you have about sales or selling? Or what were the sticky areas and the thoughts you had about calling people or following up? Tell us about that. Sure. Um, when I started my business back in 2009, I thought, well, a few of my clients from a CPA firm had requested that I continue to serve them, and I just figured they'd refer other people to me, and I'd grow it that way. I didn't think I needed to really do sales calls, per, per se, but I figured between those referrals and, and joining a local weekly networking group in the chamber, I thought it would be easy business would just flow in and people would be calling me and it's it's that old adage you, you sit by the phone and wait for it to ring and I thought it would ring after all everybody's required to file a tax return every year and that's what my business was in so you know why wouldn't you call but it didn't always happen that way and another another item that I had a limiting belief on in, for sales is some of those old adages of you know, Hollywood shows the used car salesman as not the nicest person or the pushy salesperson or whatever. And I had that in my brain because I didn't like that particular area or line of selling. And I also, years ago, I worked in retail at Sears and there was a, a gentleman that came in from another area of the country that was a sales manager and he came across to me as, as pretty slick and he was pushy, and I didn't like that approach. And so I didn't, I always thought I'm not gonna sell like that person. If I have to be in sales, I don't wanna do that. So that was, I think, one of my biggest limiting beliefs about selling or sales is that I didn't wanna be pushy. That wasn't who I was then, and it still isn't who I am now. Yeah. And so I get it. And it's funny, I had that same conversation this morning with someone else about, you know, if they thought their phone was going to ring. They thought you put up the shingle 
everybody's going to start calling. Obviously, they need what you have. I mean, especially with what you do. You know, people do their taxes regularly, right? They do their numbers regularly, right? Mm, Most do. Yeah, (laughs) most do. Some forget. Was there a point? So a double question here about doubling yourself. So everybody has their first double. When you doubled your sales for the first time, what did you believe about sales and selling then? And do you remember that moment? Like, what was that like for you? And what was your new knowing about being a salesperson in business? When I first doubled my sales, I was still working at Numbers LLC part-time. I had a day job, I call it, and I worked that day job, and that's what brought in my income. But having joined a networking group and just kind of working on the side, it flowed in, and all of a sudden my numbers doubled year before I decided to go full-time with numbers, and it surprised me. I thought, oh... I, I think I built something that I can grow with, and I was I was a little surprised at it, but yet happy because I thought, oh, I can really do this. And that is more the feeling I had as far as, you know, doubling my sales. It's like, wow, I can do this. I don't have to work super duper hard. I can call people and I can... I can help people and they're appreciative for it. And that was kind of a a new concept for me to some degree. So you really got at a deep level that you weren't just selling things, you were actually helping people and making a difference for them. And that that is such a, a huge breakthrough. I mean, at that point, Robin, did you have any fear then about picking up the phone and calling people? I mean, did, did you start to get past that then? No, I still had fears about calling people. I never started my numbers business as I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to do this full time and I'm going to rock it. I just thought I've got some extra income coming in on the side and I'm going to have a day job and I'm going to be in a cubicle and this is my life. And so when I doubled my sales, I thought, oh, this is actual possibility of having this be my primary income. How cool would that be? (laughs) And, and it is cool. It's also, you know, you, you pick your, your positives and your negatives no matter what you're doing. But I've, I've found that I really enjoy being an entrepreneur when I never thought in a million years I would be one. I love it. That's, it's so amazing to hear that because it, you kind of eased your way into it and all of a sudden it started to take off. And you started to see what what was really possible. I think a lot of people, you know, really struggle, but you you made that leap. So on the days that you really wanted to give up, Robin, like once you once you started doing it full time, what did you do to keep yourself going? What did you say to yourself? How did you make that shift? Oh wow! Um, to keep going, I think it's I remember those days sitting in a cubicle and not feeling like I fit there. I always enjoyed my jobs and I call them a job, I always enjoyed what I was doing, but I didn't necessarily enjoy the atmosphere or the location that I was doing it in. Or, you know, the if it's a larger company, you know, the, the systems and processes that make things difficult sometimes to get get things to happen. I always felt like I fit about 80% of the way but other, that other 20% would be this nagging thing in the back of my brain going, this isn't what I was meant to do. There, there's something else out there. And when I became an entrepreneur and started this business full time and was doing the day-to-day stuff, it felt right. And there's still those days today or another day where I go, 
really? Do I really want to continue this? But then I think, this fits. I can't imagine sitting back in a cubicle, and I never thought I'd be in the position I am. I always thought I'd be that, that corporate worker. And I just like, no, this fits too well, and I'm making a difference for other people and my clients, and I'm able to develop relationships with them and help them in some of the areas that they need help in that they don't understand. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I want to go back to what you said. You said it's like you liked your jobs, but at some point as you were running your business, you knew it no longer fit. And I I heard a statistic recently, like 80% of people really hate their jobs and they're wanting to have their own business. They're wanting to get out of the corporate world. And you're one of those people and you were able to make that leap. But I think it's a great point for anyone who's listening, maybe who's thinking about starting a business, maybe hasn't yet, because I've heard from some people who, you know, listen, who are in that boat. It's like, if the shoe doesn't fit anymore, you got to start looking outside of yourself. And Robin, you're just a fantastic example of how, how you didn't quit your day job right away. So you kept money coming in and you launched your business over time. And that, and that's certainly a way to do it so that people, you know, so that you don't have that external stress of just launching the business and going out on your own. So I think that's a great way to do it. And eventually, do you remember the moment when you were full time, like the first day or the first week when you were full time on your own? I do. It's crazy. I just remember thinking, am I really doing this? Do I really get to do this? It was hard to give myself permission to go full time and and it felt like I was jumping off a cliff. Even after I had, you know, slowly grown the numbers and developed the sales, still wasn't doing a lot of sales calling, just kind of relying on, you know, my networking and and that was it, but I didn't realize that that was a a degree of sales in and of itself. But I I just felt this freedom And the longer I've been an entrepreneur, it's just like, no, this is it. I can't go back to an eight to five Monday through Friday type of situation. It it just, it would feel restricting, which is funny to me, but because I lived that for so long and I never thought I would be where I'm at as an entrepreneur. So exciting. Well, we're so glad you made that leap. And I'm curious, Robin, when you look back, what's the number one limiting belief you changed about yourself, how you saw yourself or something that you shifted that allowed you to give yourself permission, maybe to make that leap, like the the belief that you had to shift so that you could be where you are right now in this moment? That's a really interesting question because I never thought of it. I was just kind of plodding along and I was growing my business and it was slowly growing and I was happy with that. And when one of the things that I said to myself when I decided to go full-time instead of part-time in, in, in numbers is, if I just replace my corporate income or my, my wages that I got as an employee, I'm good. And I did that. And I thought, all right, I've arrived. This is good. But I was chatting with one of my clients who's been in business longer than I have. And he has worked with a professional coach. And he looked at me one day when we were talking and he goes, yeah, you just created a job for yourself. You don't have a business. And I went, what? And it took me by surprise and I kind of stopped and I was a little irritated with him at the moment. And then a couple minutes passed and I went, you know what? You're right. So I'll give a shout out to Gary for that. It kind of opened my eyes and it opened my brain to imagine the possibilities that I could do more and I could grow differently and I could grow more abundantly. And I don't have to just be limited to replacing my corporate income. There's there's more out there. There's more opportunities 
to help other people and I've got a skill in explaining things. And so um, by utilizing that skill, I can be compensated for that and it'll, it'll help me grow more. So I thought, you know, I have to give him a shout out because I thought that was so mind shifting for me that I just replaced my day job, but I didn't have a business at that point. And I'd been in business full time for a couple of years already. So what did you do then? What did you do next? And, and what has transpired since then as you've grown your business? Uh, I branched out more to different networking opportunities, more learning, more professional development, more personal development. I think that is about the time, you know, I, I found you again through Tina, Tenacious. So I started like branching out and, and learning different ways that I could grow my business and finding out what's out there and how can I, how can I network? How can I sell better? How can I, communicate better to my clients. And I, I still think I, I'm challenged in that way sometimes, but it was just a total mindset. It was like the light switch flipped on for me that there's more to this than just bringing in some money to replace my full-time job. Right. And today you have a team, right? I do. By leaps and bounds. Yeah. I, I hired an employee back at the beginning of April, and since Stacy joined me, we've grown a lot. It, it's a another another level of learning and delegating, and so that's fun and challenging all at the same time. But I say I've doubled in size now, so that's fantastic, and we congratulate you. You have you've doubled Thank in size. You. Your business has doubled. It's probably tripled. Maybe it's even quadrupled, et cetera, et cetera. So going back, Robin, when you Look back, even at the last, let's look at the last year, because I know you've gone through tons of personal development. You're always working on yourself and your business, and which is commendable. Most people don't do that. You do it, and you get, you utilize everything you learn. But what are the top two strategies that you use to increase your sales over the last year? Well, the first one is networking. I think, you know, I knew that before I even started my business completely. I knew that networking or joining, I thought joining the chamber was going to do it. But what I found in joining is joining is one thing. The second thing that makes it so much more a strategy and a positive strategy, and it works, is if you show up. (laughs) Joining just doesn't do it. You got to be there. You got to show up. You got to communicate. You got to develop relationships with other business owners because, you know, the adage of, you develop relationships and the relationships will eventually um, direct you into getting more sales because people know, like, and trust you. And I found that to be the case. And as I look back at my last three to four years of being in the chamber and other networking groups, you kind of, every once in a while you go, huh, I wonder where that person went. You remember them and you like them, but all of a sudden they're not there anymore. And it's, amazing how quickly you can forget about somebody if they're not front of mind. And so my second strategy is also making those phone calls. Like you've taught me, you know, the sales calls, it's not bugging people. It's keeping you in the front of their mind. And I use it not as a hard sales call because that's not my personality as we've talked about, but as a more, hey, just checking in with you. Did you remember that the deadline is coming up for you know, this tax or, or this item that need this form 
that needs to be filed. Can you get me your information so that I can process that for you? Or, hey, I know you said you've got, you know, a really busy week and I know, I hope everything went well with your busy week, but now you wanted me to check in with you again to see if we could sit down for coffee and and see how your business is growing and if there's any needs that you need assistance with. So it's such a great point. I want to I want to tag into that, Robin, because people think you have to be this this extrovert who loves making calls to make sales calls. And like you said, it's not your favorite thing to do. What you, what you're saying though, I love what you're saying because what you do is you assume the sale and you just follow up and say, "Hey, you said you needed help. Let's schedule some time. Let's talk about this. I'm I'm here to help you and serve." And I'm guessing most people say, awesome, Robin, thanks for following up. Yes, I need to schedule an appointment. Am I right? Yes. And that surprises me still <laughs> to this day. Be- Why? Uh, because I, I, it, it's that pushy salesperson, that little tiny 1% nagging in the back of my head that I think still exists sometimes. You know, if you don't address it, it'll still rear, rear its head in the wrong time. But I forget sometimes that, yes, people don't understand numbers as easily as I do. And it kind of comes back and it reminds me daily sometimes, you know, people have their own fortes and mine happens to be numbers and explaining them in your terms, not mine. I want to make sure everyone heard that. And you're probably writing, people are taking notes or listening, but this is the thing. Like when you follow up with people, they're actually glad you followed up because they want what you have. They need your help. They need your product or your service. They're waiting to hear from you. And if someone has shown interest, that is an open door. Now, Robin, here's what I'm curious about because I know you've expanded in, in tenacity as well. What's the most amount of times you've ever followed up with someone and then they said, thank goodness you kept following up with me. Thank you for being persistent. Do you know? Oh, probably a dozen or more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I have one gal that I had called every once in a while over the course of a year. And I'm still working with her on things, you know, slowly but surely, you know, different things come up and her business has shifted and grown and contracted and moved. And I'm still there going, hey, are you ready for some extra assistance? Can we get you started on this? And sometimes it's just hard for people and being there for them and saying, I'm ready to help sometimes makes all the difference. It's not like you, I'm, I'm there. I want to, I want you to pay me money, but it's, I want to help you. And that's what they need. They need the help. They know they're going to have to pay for your services, but it's the help that's important and getting through things and getting in this situation caught up. You know, and sometimes it's that fear of somebody shaming you or being embarrassed about not being caught up, but there's more than you in the world. Everybody has gone through that at some point. And I've had multiple people that are, you know, in the, for example, behind and filing taxes. And you know what? You're not the only one. Yeah, there's not shame in that. And I'm sure that's part of following up. Sometimes people are probably scared to look at their numbers or there's fear for them. And so it's not about you. So Robin, thank you for the reminder that sometimes we have to follow up a dozen times or more. Yes. Some of you are cringing right now. But the <laughs> truth is, you know, until someone gives you a firm no, they still need you. They might not want to face that they need you. They not, might not want to hear from you. I had a gentleman who was on my 
I, we've been writing the e-zine for over a decade, our newsletter online. We have thousands of people on that list. I had a guy who was on there for probably five years, five years. And he was like, I knew I needed you. I know I need you. And I just said, hey, we're not going anywhere. I wasn't going to do a hard sell. He wasn't ready. Coaching especially, like people have to be ready. And he just kept coming back. And then all of a sudden he's like, I'm so glad I was on your list for five years. <laughs> so now we've got people around list 10 years and beyond. All right. So this ties perfectly into our next segment, Robin. This is where you get the floor. I know you are an expert in all things numbers and making them easier to understand, hence the name of your company. Share with us two to three tips from your expertise that could really help our listeners. One thing is, is using software. The the primary one that I work with is QuickBooks. Whether it's a, the QuickBooks desktop that's been around since 1999 or before, that's when I started using QuickBooks, so I'm most familiar with the desktop. But I also have a lot of clients on the QuickBooks online version, and there's another other software companies out there that give you reports. And Excel spreadsheets are great because it's a step up from paper and pencil, but that software gives you an extra oomph of reports that you can run and see things in a, a clear, quick, concise manner. You know, what is your net income where you may not be able to get that so easily through an Excel spreadsheet or your paper and pen? One of my things, as I say, business owners know it in their head, and I always point to your, your brain. Business owners intuitively know what's going on in their own business. It's my job to put it on paper and show them the numbers to back that up. And it works. And if there's a difference and I come up with a different number, I'm usually saying, so what about this particular item? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I had to write that big check for this issue or this big um, advertising expense or this new piece of equipment I had to buy. I forgot about that. It's good that I can verify and validate what a business owner thinks is going on. And if they're off and they don't understand it, then it's a really great talking point to say, well, here's what I've seen based on what you've done. Here's how you can move forward. Here's how we can adjust things. That's one of the strategies is using the software. And a piece of that, too, also, whenever you come up I've got clients that do their own bookkeeping throughout the year, and then I see them at year-end, or I just check in with them on a monthly basis or sometimes a quarterly basis. If they're at the point in their business where they're taking care of their own bookkeeping at the time, I still want to be their contact person because there's always things that come up that they don't get. Yeah, I wrote this checkout, but I have no idea where how I need to record it. I have no clue. I always say to somebody, put it in one spot. I'll say QuickBooks has a nice account called Ask My Accountant. I love it. People laugh and chuckle right away, but it's like, you know what? Use it. If you don't know what, how you need to record it, put it in that account. Then when your tax preparer or your accountant or myself Come and look at your books and look at what you got going on. I can go right to that Ask My Accountant and I can say, I see you wrote a check on February 25th for $5,000. Can you tell me about that? Then it gives them the opportunity to say what happened in their own words. I can interpret it and say, okay, accounting-wise, here's what that means and here's how it needs to be recorded. 
and then they learn, but they also get to understand it in their terms as opposed to, you know, if they just throw it somewhere, then I'm looking all over the top place trying to find all these little issues that they don't know how to record. But if you've got it in one spot, then it's quick and easy and it saves the client money on accounting, which is an awesome thing um, because then you understand things more. We can get through it quickly. And for most small business owners, accounting is not their favorite topic. Numbers is not their topic. Their business is their topic, and I'm there to help them succeed in what they do. Awesome. Wow, thank you for those great reminders on just the numbers and and just getting ahead of it and using tools, using software, using things, having a great accounting team. I I know in my own business, I mean, there's so many things that I didn't even know you could write off. And that's the other thing, right? <laughs> understanding yeah. that you there. what are business write-offs and, you know, how do you do it carefully, conservatively, but how do you still understand what you can write off? I mean, there's there's amazing advantages to having a business, but you have to have someone, like, find your expert. I remember, you know, I ran a $20 million company. I had a whole team. I had a CFO. You know, I had all these people, controller, everybody. I get out in my own business and I, I want my P&L report and I'm like, where's my CFO? And then I realized I had to go hire. So that was one of my first hires. So if you don't have a bookkeeper, if you don't have someone to support you in business, you need to talk to someone. And if, you know, Robin might be your person, maybe you have, you know, really, really enjoyed this conversation. I'm sure you have. And, you know, if you are ready to make a connection with her, she's going to tell us how to do that. So Robin, tell us how people can take advantage of your services, your knowledge. You are what I love about you is like you're you're very non-threatening. It's not scary to talk to you, Robin. So people will like feel comfortable asking you those tough questions or maybe they're behind on their taxes or maybe they're behind on their on their numbers for the year. So um, tell us more. How can they get in touch with you? What do you have available for them? Well, I have one lovely sheet that is um, it's it's called the chart of accounts. It's basically all the names of accountants and accounts that you use to keep track of all your numbers and it all the numbers to all the accounts together make up your balance sheet and your profit and loss which are the two financial statements in order to get that free sheet from me all you need to do is email me through my website or email me directly at numbers llc at yahoo.com so it's n-u-m-b-e-r-s-l-l-c at yahoo.com, and that's the name of my company. Or if you are interested in having a longer discussion about where you're at with your accounting or more information about my services and my packages, I have a scheduling tool on my website. And my website is actually numbersbyrobin.com, and there's a schedule and appointment page on there. You can schedule a free 30-minute phone consult and we can kind of talk about where you're at and what what kind of processes and procedures if any you're using right now to track your numbers and see if there's a way that I can help you and give you more information and more more numbers knowing your numbers is key and in going forward and making some really awesome decisions and growing your business and sometimes for some people just staying in business so true. Yeah, I, I remember talking to a friend of mine in California. She had accounting, an accounting firm, and her clients did really well in the Great Recession in California. And it was because they worked with her, and they knew their numbers all the time, and they knew their, their significant number. So definitely connect with Robin. Um, you can go to her website, numbersbyrobin.com. Robin, do you want to give your phone number as well? 
Sure, my business number is 763-360-1635. And it is actually a cell phone number at this point, so you can text me if you need to. But I can certainly, you know, we try to get back to everybody as quick as we can. And we love talking to people about numbers. Awesome. And you can also find Robin on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. So get connected. Robin, thank you for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your inspiration today. Final words. So for a business owner who's really struggling out there, anything else you want to share with them? Best advice on how to keep going? Oh, goodness. Um, One thing I've learned is to trust the universe. It's not really a numbers thing, but more like a just a general business thing. Sometimes when I found I wanted that what I thought was my perfect client and, you know, the husband and wife both have businesses and, and it's going to be great, great for me to help them. It wasn't the right fit. And I had to trust that something else better would come along or my schedule would open up for the right client to be there. Trust the changes. And I found it, it's crazy to me because I'm a very organized person, but the fluidity of your schedule day basis is crazy because it changes and I've learned to relax and roll with it and trust that it will all work out and it does so true yes sometimes our biggest blocks are our biggest blessings and we don't know why at the time and to not question it and uh, that things can be messy I was just talking with someone else about that today like things can be messy along the way no one else sees that behind the scenes it might be a little messy and that's okay we're a little messy we're human so awesome Robin thanks again for being here today I so appreciate you Thank you. This is so much fun. And thanks for all your referrals. And, you know, you've gotten wonderful speaking engagements for me. And I just, I'm just grateful for you and just being part of our community and all you do for the people that I know. So thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners around the world. I've heard we're being downloaded in 36 countries now. Awesome. So if you're listening from somewhere out there, we just want to say we're here for you as well. I mean, we hope your business grows. Connect with us on my website, salescoachnow.com. You can email me at Ursula at salescoachnow.com. If you love the show, we have lots of five-star reviews. We'd love to add yours. So you can go to iTunes and leave a five-star review if you think it's five stars. I hope so. With the others, because we're here to help more people. And the more reviews we get, the more likely it is people will listen in so we can serve them and support them as well. I also, again, want to thank our sponsor, Tenacious Edge Team. Pettis, Angie Weber, the team over there. Thank you for supporting the podcast and for supporting our business and our book launch. If you haven't gotten the book yet, we just launched The Belief Zone. It's out there. Many of our clients shared their success stories in the book. It's, it's inspirational, but I show you the exact blueprint you need to follow to get to that goal in your business, to get to those dreams, and you'll be inspired along the way as you read their stories. Also, when you go to our website, salescoachnow.com, you can get Sales Secrets of the Top 10% and just download our video series. It's free for you. And we um, have lots of other great events coming up. So check out those on the website as well. Thanks again for listening. And we want to wish you your most epic year yet. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales.